Let's get this Fika started. Let's go. What would you tell to those 18-year-olds that want to try martial arts? They're listening right now to, to Fika with Rise. They want to try. They're excited, but they're afraid. They have a lot of fear yeah. inside, like yeah. especially a lot of young boys. I mean, both young boys and girls. Like, well, I might get hurt. I don't know. I'm not fit, et cetera, and et cetera. Doesn't matter. Whatever you like. Uh, what I tell everybody is find something you're interested in. If you like swords, if you like knuckles, I, whatever your whatever your vibe is, and you may have to try a bunch of them and go check them out. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's what I can say to all those boys: I've never had the courage to walk into a martial arts school, and I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. It takes a lot of courage to go do it. Yeah, and it takes some takes something special inside. Like you got to be going, hmm, I need something here. It's a place where you'll find it. That's all I can say. Wow, that's deep, Frank. Like because it's true, you're one of the you know the baddest people on earth, you know. And you're saying that you didn't have the courage to go to a martial arts martial arts uh, school. Or gym. Nope. It takes a bit of courage, but it will change your life. And if you don't like it, go to another school. Because people that teach martial arts, they really care about people's development. They care about people. They want them to learn this important knowledge. It's touched their life, and it's a pass on. So, uh, and then here's what. I do. If you can't afford martial arts, my mom would have never been able to put me in martial arts ever. Like it just wasn't a thing. So I tell everybody, you can't afford martial arts, show up with a broom, show up with a rag and explain that you'll do anything to learn that craft. And nine times out of 10, that man will let you in his gym and let you clean and let you start learning because he knows how important it is because that's what I would do. Yeah. But you got to want it. And you got to show up and then you might really clean some toilets. Yeah. <laughs> I cleaned a lot of toilets. When I started, I was the beating boy and the bag boy. So because I had all these muscles in prison, they liked to beat me up because I was strong. <laughs> so they would try all the techniques on me, beat me like a toy. And then I would go clean all the gear, clean all the mats and clean the dojo. That's how I started. Oh, wow. That happened after you came out? Yeah. From prison? Yeah, because when I came out, we were in the um, Pankrace system. And Pankrace is a traditional Japanese dojo. So you start as a young boy. And young boys serve. You don't do anything but serve until you become more than a young boy. And that's when your first fight happens. So for eight months, I was a young boy. I got beaten every day. I got to the gym early. I opened. I cleaned the gym. I massaged all the fighters i wiped everyone's down i cleaned all the gear i cleaned the gym and i closed the gym oh wow every day for yeah, um, what did that teach you about life you know it taught me the value of it i would have if if i would have just walked in there and been given all of that they would have had no value to me that's why i tell people if you go on this journey you'll you'll find it because mm-hmm. i i realized how valuable it was it wasn't given to me i was beaten when I asked questions, yeah. I was beaten. I was like, what about this? They're like, nope, you don't ask questions. And I had to learn that, oh, I'm just here to figure it all out. That's what we're doing in life. In that type of environment where you have someone looking out for you that cares for you and is guiding you, that's what it's about. Didn't you ever feel like, well, I mean, why am I doing this? Like in month four or five, whatever, oh, yeah. Frank, or, you know what? What is this? I'm just showing up. Everybody's beating me up. I'm feeling like shit. You know, this is like, why am I doing this even? You know, my life sucks. Yeah, but it, it sucked before. You know, I, I was in prison for three and a half years. Um, okay. Before that. So this was, was like better or? 
It was better. Yeah. Way oh, better. So it was better. Okay. Better than yeah. being in prison. I mean, you know, prison sucks. You don't get, you know, you beat up all the time, but you know, there's violence and it's unpleasant. This was way better, you know? And then I also knew, you know, let's see, by then I was 22. Mm-hmm. I have 23 felony convictions. I had been incarcerated at that time for about 10 years. So my prospects for a successful life and career were very, very low. In fact, yes. if you look at my, if you look at my sheet now, it's very, very low because I just, I was a terrible criminal and I paid for it. Um, so I didn't have anything. I knew I didn't have anything, literally had nothing. And then I also had a young son. And I thought, how am I going to provide for my son when I have nothing, have screwed my life up and I can't even get a job. Yeah. So, you know, fighting was, was all there was. What did being in prison teach about life? And what did you do in prison to keep your <laughs> mind sharp and healthy? Well, the first thing is when I went to prison, I still didn't believe it was all happening. And I thought I could talk my way out of it. That's what had happened all the other times when I was a kid. But when I went to prison, it was all different. And it was clear I wasn't going to get out in, until three and a half years had passed. And that was if I was good. So it was the first time in my life where I had real consequences for the actions I had done. And when there was, you know, a, a timetable on it, like, great, you'll get out in three and a half years. Good luck. And it was the first, like, you know, time I was alone with myself. First time I had to, you know, explore who I was, where I wasn't living on the streets and surviving and doing weird, crazy stuff. And I sat down, I realized I totally screwed my life up. There was people, you know, a couple people who did care for me. And in particular, there was one man who loved me and cared for me, Bob Shamrock, and who was guiding me and giving me advice. And so I just started following all the advice he had told me, you know, over the years, you know, lift weights, make yourself strong, build your mind, you know, go to school. I went to college in prison and it was like me and one other dude (laughs) in college classes um, because I really was like, "Hmm, I screwed my life up Mm -hmm. and it's just what I want to do. And what made it what made it crystal clear was I was standing on the yard looking out at the prison yard and all my homies walked by all the kids I was on the streets with every kid I knew <laughs> they're like, hey, Frank, I'm like, oh, my God, this is how it happens. And then you're in this system for the rest of your life. And so I just went, that can't be me. I'm not going to do that. And I changed my mind. Did you meet Bob during your prison time or was it before? Uh, before, yeah. I met him when I was um, almost 13. And okay, I, I, I was see. at Yeah, I was at his group home for probably a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Then I got more trouble, more trouble and just kept carrying on. But he always stayed as a mentor and as a father figure. And he will, okay, so during your prison time, he was still giving you advice, so to speak. And yep. he was the one telling you that you need to be going to college. And that's something that you can do to stay, keep your mind healthy and keep your, like basically saving your own, your own self. Yeah. Yeah. He told me to, you know, build yourself up, make yourself strong, build your mind, body and spirit. So that's what I did. Uh, I, uh, it was the mm-hmm. first time I'd really spent alone with myself. And I, speaking to 18 year olds, spend some time alone with yourself because I didn't know who I was until I sat with myself for a year or so. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is who I really am. And then what I did to change it is I literally wrote down all the things that I was 
And I took a manila folder and I opened it up and all the things that I was, I wrote down on the left-hand side. I was a criminal and I was a cheat and I was a scumbag and I was a lousy dad and I was a drug addict and I was all these terrible things. And then on the right-hand side, I wrote down all the things that I was going to become and what all my dreams were. And I carried that manila folder with me from every prison mm-hmm. and every cell and everything that I did to fill that back page and make those dreams come true, I put in that folder. So when I went to college, I put my grades and all my stuff in the folder, all my weightlifting routines, all my stuff that I was doing to build up my body, I put in the folder. And by the end of three and a half years, that folder was enormous with all the things that I had done for myself. And then I looked at it when I got out and I was like, do I still wanna be all those bad things that I was before? Or do I want to be this person on the right-hand side? And I chose that guy. And I decided I'd do whatever it took to do it, including fighting in a cage and everything else. A lot of gratitude for listening to Fika with Bryce. I really mean that. If you like the show, I would love if you can leave us a five-star review, whatever you're listening to your podcast. It helps us so much to get the word out there to other listeners. If you have any questions or any feedback, I would love to hear from you. I'm just a DM away on Instagram or TikTok at Freddy Van Hun. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much.